0: Hey, welcome to life and things podcast. This is Corinne. I hope everyone can hear me. So today I've got some really fun, interesting things that I would like to talk about. So the very first topic is how to find joy in your everyday life. I know that we are a world of some struggle. but definitely, 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 we need to start finding joy. So here is an article I found. It is on prevention.com. And what it states here is that um, how you find joy in your everyday life can happen even when you're feeling absolutely awful. They say that you know lots of people confuse joy for happiness. And although they are closely related, they are often also simultaneous. These feel good emotions are are not synonymous. So what we are really feeling may or may not be joy. It may be that we are happy for the moment, but we may not be feeling our true joy. So let's start by talking about some things that they say that you can do to start really kind of guiding yourself to joy in your daily everyday life. Their first suggestion is to look for meaning. While the events of 2020 sure make it hard, think about what you can learn from tough circumstances. If you are having just a difficult time with this global pandemic, try to find something meaningful about it. What have you learned through this experience? You know? So for me, I learned a lot more about my daughter, her education. We had to spend a lot of time together. We got to go out into, you know, nature, spend time in our backyard, you know. I also learned that, you know what, I can be by myself and be completely sustained when it comes to my own personal happiness and joy. So there are things you can learn through difficult situations. number two it says think small picture stop looking at everything as the end of the world so for example if you're scrolling through instagram and it leaves you wondering why didn't i marry a banker like your college friend or you know just don't sit there and try to construct similarities and differences between the people you see on the social media platforms because no, not two people are the same and not everybody's paths are going to be the same. And not only that, but a lot of people post things that are happy about their lives, but they don't show you everything. So, you know, it's, what do they call that? That's called their highlight reel, right? The, the positive highlights of their life or of their day or of that moment. And it might seem like they are super happy all the time, but they're not just like everyone else. They have their ups and downs, but not everybody shows you that side of them. So just keep that in mind. And what you really want to focus on instead of everyone else's highlight reels is what could bring you joy today. It can be as easy as attaining a lifetime of, you know, just. It could be a a book that you're reading. It could be a movie that you're watching. It could be music you're listening to. It could be calling up an old friend or a family member that you really enjoy talking to. Find small things in your life that can bring you joy because really it's all the small things that add up to the really big, you know, big picture of joy, right? Straighten out your spiral is number three. So they say when, when we're upset we have a tendency to think about everything else going wrong in our lives and spin out of control. So, what they recommend is being more intentional about remembering what you do have, even if it's as foundational as the legs that you that let you stand upright or maybe the fact that you're able to breathe well, you know. It could be as easy as, oh, I woke up and I'm alive today. You know, focus on the positive things of each day and of every moment. It says here that Choose something you do every day, like brushing your teeth or waiting for the coffee to brew and use that time to reflect on what you are grateful for during the moments. It is not joy that makes us grateful. It is gratefulness that makes us joyful. That is a great comment there. Number four, it says make room for passion. If your day-to-day is full of responsibilities consider how you can carve out at least 15 minutes for an activity you're passionate about whether it's sewing or singing which i just got done doing by the way because i love to sing it's a real stress reliever for me and it helps bring joy to my life it could also be that you're reading a great book you might be one of those book addicts um finding joy in life leads you it says here to understanding why you are here and what causes your life to be sustainable, meaningful, and purposeful. Number five, set a goal outside of your comfort zone. Every day feel like, if every day feels like more of the same, it says here, you need something that excites you. So they say that the reason why we end up getting dull and bored and unhappy with our lives is because we're not really going out there and seeking those moments that we might not be comfortable with but will bring us joy so that might be um you know going out for a run when you're not really in shape it could be talking to someone you're you you do not really know if you're one of those people who is kind of more of an introvert you know it could be i don't know going for something that you've just never thought of going for before. Maybe you decide to go to karaoke and sing in front of a group of people. I remember the first time I did that scared me to death, but I was so happy afterwards, it brought me so much joy. Number six, it says be present. And I know we covered this in our live stream yesterday, but being present is very, very important. Finding joy can only truly exist in the now. So, Look to yourself, look to the present moment, look for things around you that bring you joy. I can tell you one thing that brought me joy today. It actually gave me a bit of a tickle. Um, I'm sitting here by this open window and I was working on stuff on my computer and all of a sudden I heard this big, huge crash bang in front, you know, right right next to me, which is a window. So something outside the window happened and it was this flipping squirrel. It like jumped and landed on the screen. Just a regular tree squirrel landing on the screen. It's like holding on for its life. Like, oh, I didn't think this one through, (laughs) you know, but here's a squirrel. And it's like trying to figure out how do I get down? How do I get down? It couldn't even see how to get down. That was the funny part. It Just sort of stared at me. (laughs) Anyways, it tickled me. It finally did figure out how to get down. I was able to climb across the screen, which Lord knows it probably did some damage, but it was funny nonetheless. Number seven, confront your past. If there is something in your past that is got its little grimy grips on your, you know, emotions, you need to find a way through that. Ruminating about a past work mistake is or, you know, family tobacco or, you know, maybe a big fight you had with a friend years ago. If you are still holding on to that, then you're not going to get yourself into a positive position mentally. It's just not going to happen. Negative experiences and pain from the past can create barriers to accessing your joy. This is what this article states. So doing the work to get beyond those barriers, according to this man named Bronstein's, helps you get beyond those barriers. And it may be very hard to kind of move yourself past those barriers that have been restraining you all these years, all these negative feelings and emotions, and maybe you embarrassed yourself at some point and you're still letting it embarrass you. Let it go. Let it go. Move forward. I can guarantee you most other people are not thinking about it like you are. So let it go. By healing your past, evolving, growing, and thriving, it says you can live life from your true self fully in your joy. Eight, it says choose authenticity. It's easy to get wrapped up in the performative nature of social social media, ask yourself, are you living to please others? Or are you living as you genuinely want to be? Who cares what other people think about you? They're not living your life, you are. So what you need to do is find what brings you joy in your life with your family and your friends. And if your friends are not helping you get towards that joy, they might not be the best friends. So joy is our organic state, but life happens and we forget what it feels like to feel that joy. So our life can definitely drag us in so many different directions that we don't remember that there's even joy out there. Don't let that happen to you. Instead, look for things that bring you joy every day because underneath it all, there is joy and you can feel it. It's up to you though to seek it out. Number nine, they say volunteer and this hopefully will bring me into one of my articles that I've got coming up next. Um, Volunteering is so great for the soul. It's so great for the soul. You know, I think I went over this the other day as well, that people really get great benefits health-wise, mentally, emotionally, from spending their hot time helping other people. It says here that you know the phrase that always pops up around the holidays, it's better to give than to receive. This is true. And according to this article, it says that doing good for others really does have a positive effect on our mental health. In one recent study, one group practiced pro-social behavior, which are acts of kindness. Whereas another prioritizes self-oriented habits for four weeks. And the result, acts of kindness led to higher levels of psychological well-being and positive emotions. So stop thinking only of yourself because it's obviously not getting you anywhere if you're not in a place of joy. Go out there and seek someone to help. You know, it could be as easy as somebody who can't reach something on a shelf at a grocery store. You know what I mean? It could be that simple. Every little bit counts. People, first of all, you're gonna be helping yourself, right? So that's positive all on itself. But then you've got this whole thing where you yourself are gonna get this positive, promoted feeling from the acts that you're doing, the acts of kindness. Number 10, it says reconnect with nature. Absolutely true. I seek out being around nature, even when it's really bitter cold out. It says getting outside is crucial to finding joy. A study published in Landscape and Urban Planning compared participants' moods after walking through nature versus those who were walking through a city setting and found that the former experienced less stress, rumination, and negative effects overall. So get out there in nature, guys. Take a walk in a park. Number 11, make opportunities for laughter. Laughter. When someone around you is belly laughing, that's 90% chance it'll bring a smile to your face as well. And you can do the same thing to others. Find a reason to laugh. You know, I I was taking these classes about um, you know, life coaching. I think I've told you guys about this. And one of the things that they mentioned in one of the classes that I was taking was that you can change your entire perspective for the day, your entire mood, can be changed if you just fake laugh. It sounds weird, but no matter what kind of day you're having, just let out a laugh. It doesn't even have to seem real to you. It could even be silly. You know, you might not want to be around other people when you do it, but if you smile or laugh out loud no matter how fake it is, your body immediately will react in a positive manner to it, letting out those happy hormones, letting you feel more happiness and getting you out of the funk you're in. So, Let out a laugh, smile, find people that you love being around because they make you laugh. I can tell you one of those people for me is a pastor at a church that I don't physically go to, but they've got an online platform. So I've been involved that way. And her name is Pastor Kim with Limitless Church. That woman cracks me up. So I spend a ton of time listening to her because she, first of all, she always has great messages great words, very great uplifting spirit. And then on top of that, she's hysterical. She, every time I listen to her, I'm laughing afterwards. So find people who can make you laugh because you will be happier for it. 12, seek out positive people. Well, that kind of fit into what I was just saying earlier about finding people to make you laugh. Find positive people as well. Those are the 12 things that this article tells you that you should do right now to find joy in your life. The other thing that I'm going to say that also helps bring joy to to my life is daydreaming. So I found this article that states there's 10 benefits of daydreaming. The first benefit is that you exercise your brain. And this is actually a neuroscientific truth. You find you exercise your neurological behaviors when you are daydreaming you can give different parts of your brain a break. So not all the parts of your brain, which we only use about 10% of it anyways, but not all your parts of your brain do the same function, right? Just like anything else in your body, they all have their own little parts of your brain that do different things. So when you're daydreaming, you're using a part of your brain that you typically, especially as an adult who, you know, we typically don't daydream because we're so busy with all this other stupid stuff. So when you daydream, you actually open up your brain and give parts of your brain that you don't hardly ever use a break. There are two main systems in your brain, the decision-making analytical part and the relatable empathetic part. When you get really involved in one, there isn't much room for others to play. So daydreaming allows you to a natural and fluid almost uh, cyclical movement between these two parts of your brain turning one on and the other on and off as it imagines so it's it's just really healthy for you you may find yourself to be more creative because you're daydreaming so creativity heightens you can practice being more empathetic open-minded and understanding let me say that again right because empathy and now in today's day and age though we talk about it all the time especially in business Empathy is still lacking in our society. So, they say that by daydreaming you can practice being more empathetic, open-minded, and understanding. And we need way more of this, so you guys start start daydreaming. You can feel more love and connection to people closest to you. And that's just worth it in itself. You will have improved working memory. And I know I need that, so I'm going to start daydreaming every day. Cuz my memory sucks you will likely experience improved performance and productivity when you daydream. So they say that the correlation is probably the most proven, by the way, right here in this article. They say that improved performance with daydreaming found that spontaneous self-directed thoughts and associations have a positive simultaneous effect on task performance. There are even more examples that prove that the assumptions of your elementary school teacher were wrong when they thought that your little lapses in attention were detrimental. So really, daydream away kids because they say this actually helps with productivity. You can be healthier. It says here that research has proven that daydreaming is a kind of like a low-level self-hypnosis and basically it lowers your stress level. Daydreaming helps lower your stress level. You can achieve your goals by daydreaming. If you're daydreaming about what you want to do with your life, you're visualizing it when you daydream. So research proves here that this helps you reach your goals because now you are visualizing it. Most important, you can be happier. Daydreaming helps you find happiness. It says here that with all the benefits of daydreaming, it's little surprise that you can find yourself happier by letting yourself indulge in the little mental play. Another reason for this correlation is that hope and anticipation are both strongly related to joy and tend to be a byproduct of your mind wandering. All right, so with that being said, let's move on. (laughs) All right, so now that I've gone over what you can positively do for yourself today, because you know, I'm all about that. um, Let's get into a couple of really fun topics. So first of all, any topics that I bring up in this podcast are not meant to scare you. It's not meant to give you, you know, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a lawyer. I'm none of those things, you know, I'm not a psychologist either. Um, I am just somebody who has a taken a lot of courses B, you know, worked on myself a lot over the last several years, specifically The last two years because heck everyone needed to be worked on so you can listen to me take it with a grain of salt because all i'm giving you is information that i'm finding out here which i do start planning on putting on to my website so um look for that coming soon all right so when it comes to volunteering one great thing that you can do today is donate to your local food pantry. I found an article here and I've also heard it from other you, people that I listen to um like on YouTube and podcasts and things like that that the food pantries are kind of fearful of what's going to happen with them and their supply going forward because of the inflation and the supply shortages. So this <clears throat> article came out on November 29th it's part of valley news and it's on (coughs) vtdigger.org and this is not the first time i've heard this so the church of christ um hands bags to karen white for some items that she shopped for at hanover community food pantry what they're saying here is that the price of milk and yogurt has gone up cereal too meat has been harder to come by and as inflation is hitting every day staples for grocery buyers upper in upper valley food pantries and entering their busiest time of year, they're afraid they're not going to have enough to give around. So if you have a food pantry near your house, please, please go and give them some food because there are people out there who are in need. There are a lot of people who have definitely lost their jobs and what better way for us to volunteer than to donate food to people in need, right? And we do know, I think all of you guys have noticed that the prices of everything have definitely gone up over the last year. Um, I don't think that that's going to be slowing and there's no sign of it slowing. So I would say definitely continue to prepare yourselves for the increase in food prices. The next article I have here says do not freak out. Omicron is bound to disrupt supply chains. The question is, how bad will it be? So this was on a website called this was on msn.com. And it's through Market Watch. And it was written by Elizabeth um, Butchwald, and it came out eight hours ago. And basically, what she's saying is, is that, you know, what the scares of this new variant, which, you know, may not be as bad as they're saying, since we're getting tons and tons of words out from uh, different People from especially South um, Africa, where this thing had supposedly started, that it's really not as bad as what they're saying it is. But you know the fear mongering and all that. So with that, we all know that supply chain and all of that get affected when people get scared. So you know there might be a slight uptick in some some shortages. Although I doubt it'll get as bad as they say, because once again, this variant is not bad at all. At least not that we know of as of right now. With that being said, when will the pandemic end? So experts are saying that, you know, just like the flu, we're probably just gonna have more and more variants. It doesn't mean they're gonna be any worse or any better. And we have no proof that things are gonna get worse. So do not fear that, but it may not end anytime soon. It could go on for several years or forever (laughs) for that matter. But it's not something that we should be afraid of. With that being said, um, I just want to bring up that there are times when we have certain things that go on. And, you know, there's a lot of movies, a lot of movies that have come out that kind of show all the best different things. So we're since we're still in the pandemic, I thought it would be a fun little thing to talk about. There's a website called Vulture.com and what it, it has the seventy-nine best pandemic movies to binge while we are still going through this pandemic. At this time it was still in quarantine, but you know, that's well been over. So at least in most places. I'm not gonna say that were you know, they're not quarantining everywhere. In my area in Georgia, not quarantining as of right now so a couple of these movies are the old standbys like outbreak contagion the flu uh, cassandra crossing infection virus like there's just so many movies about um different pandemics and outbreaks so if you are a binge watcher like i am these movies can at least show you some good times when it comes to pandemic watching by the by the way i've watched those movies since before the pandemic even started Just because i was raised on them (laughs) so check out some movies for the pandemic age i watched a really interesting one just recently it was called containment it was a series it went on for only about two years and what i was kind of surprised at was that it has two different types containment um there was like a british version which i'm sure has to be kind of funny and then they had the one that we did here in the united states I found it so odd that there were so many connections between, you know, what we've heard recently in the news with uh, Fauci and what this one had said and of course this this TV show, the series ended in 2017, so like 2 years before the pandemic. So check it out, Containment series. All right. I know that we are not fully going through what I would say what I would consider a huge shortage as of right now. Um I know that we did go through some shortages at some point. So I want to tell you guys that um, according to Eat This, Not That, um, would it? it's basically eatthis.com. <laughs> they state that Walmart, Kroger, and other grocery stores are meeting with the White House to address food shortages. Now, I don't know if this is accurate or not. It says it has been fact-checked, but I, I don't know. But I find it interesting that as of this article, which came out, let me see, when did this come out? Pretty sure it was fairly recent. Yeah, it was really recent, because it's it was from right after Thanksgiving. Uh, But they're saying that Biden is meeting with all of the major retailers to combat low food supplies. So If anybody's in fear, don't worry, they are at least talking about it. They say here that unfortunately supply chain issues are still rampant across the country, which I still don't understand why. seems like everybody can't really pinpoint it to one thing or another. But the big supermarket chains are taking drastic steps to make sure that their stores are fully stocked. I personally here have not seen a huge shortage. Occasionally some some things go low, but then it ends up picking back up the following week. Probably the worst thing I saw was Lunchables, because my daughter eats them. And I remember there was like two weeks in a row where we couldn't get hardly any Lunchables. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to have to figure out something else. But, you know, those kind of devastations, they're going to happen occasionally. I would not say that they're anything to super worry about. Uh, The rising of the fast food robots is my next topic. I find this really interesting, you know. Um while I was in the food industry, I had the ability to sit through several, several, several webinars where they talked about how they were gonna start using robots to do certain certain things in the manufacturing zone. So for example, warehousing, you know, typically you've got people on forklifts, driving around, moving things from point A to point B. Well, there are actually some warehouses, not in this country. Well, yeah, there is at least one in this country now that I know of that has the whole thing run by robots. So there's not a human to be found, except for maybe the guy who goes out there and fixes the robots, which are like engineers. But it is starting to happen. They are starting to come up with more and more robotic type solutions to things that none of us thought were anywhere close to being at this time time in, in history. So innovations in the fast food is now happening. They're saying that the original mcdonald's restaurant was opened in 1940 in san bernardino california and that using their own operational innovation the application of production line manufacturing to fast food allowed them to start thinking about using robots in order to pack food so that's going to be coming pretty quick guys which I guess right now probably wouldn't hurt anything considering nobody can find people for some reason. All right, what else do I have for you guys? Um, I recently um, wrote a blog. Yes, I recently wrote a blog. And this is mostly because I think that, you know, at least from what I've been hearing, there's a, you know, quite a few people that are, you know, a little bit afraid of, you know, what they've been hearing and what's been going on and those kind of things. So I wrote a blog that's called fear and apprehension. Don't let it get you down. And I'm going to actually have to go in here and I have to change a couple things because I I've thought of more things to put in here now. But basically what I'm saying here is that there are several fears out there that people are having and we can do things to combat our own fear. So when it comes to things like, and I, I listed four, which is food supply or supply chain shortages, there's that fear that I think a lot of people are pushing and talking about right now on me on social media, mostly, um, they say that I say, If you are afraid of this if this is something that really concerns you or if you live in an area that happens to be having shortage issues buy extra i know that you know a lot of people are strapped for cash right now it's that time of year and plus a lot of people have lost their jobs and you know there's just a lot of wild things going on right now but while you have the cash and since you probably know your budget Determine how much you can put just to put a, a little bit of extra food away so that when shortages do hit, they're going to hit. I mean, we coming from the food industry, I can tell you right now that we have on time delivery systems. And a lot of people don't fully understand what this means. But what an on time delivery system is, is that basically. Retailers don't stockpile things so much anymore. They keep a stock of what they've feel they would need to last at least two weeks. And then as things come in, things go out. Therefore, basically, if there really were to be a breakdown of the supply chain completely, you know, let's say a power grid went down or something and we had a real lapse in our supply chain, you know, supply chain and food industry people know the supply chain would only last for a good week or two. So just put some extra food behind. Instead of having fear, do things to make you happy and make you feel better. Job loss is another thing that's happening right now and it's a ramp, which I already you know, kind of talked about. And it happens to the best of us. I'm gonna tell you right now, no matter what job you're in, what level of an organization you're in, what your job title is, there will come a time when you do lose your job. So preparing for those things is important. And what I've learned from my experience is that instead of sitting there and worrying yourself to death about it, which can cause anxiety and all kinds of other health issues, um, do things that can prepare you for an instance when that might happen. So you might wanna put some extra food away. You might want to contemplate other ways of making money, which I know I've talked about multiple times in my blog. you know, do you have a hobby that you like doing? Like, let's say you like to do um, painting, or maybe you like to sell things, or make things. Find ways of selling those things so that you can make money. That's all I'm saying. Find ways of using your hobbies and the things that you enjoy to make money so that you don't have just one realm of income. Because if that one thing that one Basket that you have all your eggs in when it comes to financial goes down the you know The hole you won't have a backup and then you're gonna be freaking out So instead get yourself together and put your mind on how you might be able to make many Avenues of making revenue for yourself and your family also Inflation Inflation, as we know, is happening. It's a real thing. You know, inflation comes inflation goes. So if you are afraid of inflation, again, have a supply of the things that you like, or that you need specifically you need choose the things you need over the things you like, but have extra on hand so that when inflation hits, it doesn't take you by surprise. Um, because those who buy only at the time that they need it at that very second are the people who end up paying the paying the huge price when it comes to inflation so it is very very important for you to think about these things okay sickness sickness is a fear a lot of people have and living your healthiest life will always help prevent sickness and disease and nobody wants to hear this including myself but i tell myself this all the time if i eat good and eat healthy foods i exercise i drink plenty of water i limit my sugar intake and of course always consult your doctor before doing any massive lifestyle changes but if you choose healthier things in your life you will live a happier healthier life it's just the way that it is your immune system will be in tip-top shape and you won't have to be afraid of getting sick and possibly dying from something and i'm not going to say it always works i mean people are going to get sick occasionally anyways from things that are unforeseen but overall your chances of living a healthier lifestyle without sickness without massive disease will be less of a risk if you start living a healthier life so with that being said check out my blog because I'm putting things out there all the time. Plus, I also post my podcast to there. If there's anything that you guys feel like you want to actually hear or things that I'm saying or covering that you're not really that interested in, let me know. Because I can definitely cater this a little bit more. I know that at the very beginning of the podcast, I really like going over the positive things we can do for ourselves. So like today, me going over... You know just the positive things we can do to find joy um as well as daydreaming and you know another topic i want to go over right now that's positive because <laughs> i know the news is not always positive is we are coming scarily, scarily close to the new year when we get the choice to to change our lives to make new goals, to decide how we wanna live in the next following year, which is 2022. And we all know that 2020, 2021 have not been the easiest. So we have an opportunity in 2022 to always do things to positively impact our lives and the lives of those around us. So I'm starting to brainstorm for myself what I might decide that I wanna put on, let's say a vision board. For my 2022 what do i want to focus on what do i want to work on i know that this podcast is one thing i really want to work on i really want to start helping people um, first of all be aware of what is going on in this country also though i want people to stop living in fear because fear does nothing for them it does nothing for any of us i want us to start supporting each other in a very community lifestyle type way I think that in this, in this world as a whole, I feel as though the community has really gone by the wayside as well as family values. They've really gone by the wayside and being in business for, I don't know, 15 years out of my adult life and being in leadership for about 10 of those 15 years. I've noticed also that women specifically tend to be very combative towards each other. For some reason, we are always threatened by one another. I don't know when this started. I don't know why it happened, but I want to start pushing for women to start supporting other women. Men don't have as big of a problem with this, (laughs) but women have a problem with this. And not all women. There's some of us out there who don't act like this and we are not against each other and we're trying to help each other but it's going to take a lot more of us to mentor each other to be there for each other to support one another you know to give each other props when props are due not to feel threatened by one another because feeling threatened only harms ourselves so ladies anybody who happens to be listening to this we need to start building tribes of women that can be there for each other support each other who want positive to create and be a part of positive impact for other young ladies because i know that when i was growing up and coming into the workforce i was not met with positivity from other women i was met with just fear-mongering hate um doing nasty things behind each other's backs the rumor mill I mean all of these things that we we really don't need you know we live happier lives when we are not giving in to that kind of just wretched lifestyle stop talking about each other stop trying to get one up on each other we are living right now in a time where we have the opportunity to change the way the perception of women have on each other And the way we can do this is by changing the narrative. The current narrative in at least most workplaces is that women tend to attack each other and they call it cat fights. You know, men are always entertained by us and our little stupid spats. We need to stop giving that entertainment because it does nothing good for us. It makes us look silly. We don't look like we can even do a good job. because we are constantly at each other's throats. So women need to start focusing on promoting other women and stop thinking that there's not enough out there for us because there is, you can find opportunities and there's always going to be somebody who might be better at things than you are, but it doesn't mean that they are you and you still have your talents and you don't have to worry about people rising ahead of you in the workforce don't lower yourself to having to attack people in order to get to where you want to go it's not necessary and i've refused to do it my entire career i've even attempted to talk other women out of doing it not because it was always towards me but just because it really doesn't get you anywhere it really doesn't get anyone anywhere and it causes more harm to literally everybody involved so I would really like to start a group of women who are promoting each other. Um, promoting each other, promoting each other's daughters, promoting women that are just entering the workforce who don't know and are, who are impressionable because they can be impressioned in the wrong way. And we don't want more women going into that negative swirling pile of crap that is the women's combat of against other women's league. (laughs) Let's start a league of our own and start supporting each other. And if you are with me, please leave a comment. I know that you might not be here while I'm recording this initially, but I still want to hear your comments. I still want to hear how many women out there are up for the task of finding women to support versus finding women to torment. And I realize that not all women are going to buy into this because change is hard, change is really hard. And sometimes you are going in it alone, trying to make an impact on something that nobody else agrees agrees with yet. But you know what, just as I kind of covered in the declaration of independence discussion that I had yesterday, change starts with a few. Also, as I was talking about in my previous episode, um, realize too that there are many books out there that talk about this, that talk about making positive change. Any book that you might read by John Maxwell, for example, look up John Maxwell, all of his books promote positive versus the negative actions. And it takes at least one or two people standing up and deciding that a change needs to happen. And for me, that is in this This one avenue of wanting women to help support other women in business, in relationships, in family matters. We need to start supporting each other because right now I think there's a lot of women out there that feel completely freaking alone. And feeling completely alone without any sisterhood is a very lonely place to be. And I can tell you that from experience. I've worked in so many workplaces where I felt like I was a lone wolf when it came to being a woman in a workplace who didn't wanna be a part of that nasty, swirling pile of nastiness that women were spreading about each other. I just didn't wanna be a part of it. I didn't wanna be one of the people spreading the rumors. I didn't wanna have rumors spread about me. I didn't want people fighting for things or feeling threatened by me just because I'm a female who happens to be good at something. You know, and most of the time, women don't even know why they're being attacked. You know, we see things in other people that they don't even see in themselves. So why are we attacking them for it? You know what I'm saying? And if people are doing negative things to you or towards you, it does not mean you need to do the same thing back. In fact, I would say you probably shouldn't be doing the same thing back because it does nothing for you. All right. So with that being said, (laughs) I don't know how to turn this off. I accidentally hit that, although it was at a perfect timing, because I should get a round of applause for this. I mean, this is an idea that I think a lot more people should be wanting to do. And though I've been working at this for many years, I've never had anyone who agreed with me and over this last year so okay here's the story i lose my job i'm working on finding another job in the meantime i'm looking to find ways of spending my time in a positive way so one of the things is and as i said before i joined a church limitless church i've been listening to pastor Kim for years before I decided that I was actually a part of the church and started to participate in things outside of just listening to her in the morning or on Sundays. Um, But I found myself in a group of women going through leadership training with pastor Carla and these ladies, first of all, are amazing human beings. And we, talked about this, we talked about women not having what they considered others, or another person to really like lean on and talk to who happens to be another female. And of course, we talked about women in in the Bible and, and times that we've seen them do things positive towards each other as women. But we just don't see that a lot in society. Sometimes we do, but it's not very common, at least not that I've experienced. And if you've experienced differently, please tell me about it. Tell me about it in the comments. I'd love to read about positive experiences between women in workplaces or, you know, even in families, what have you. So if you've got a positive experience, please mark it down. Mm -hmm. But anyways, women, from my experience, have tended to judge each other heavily and been threatened by each other and things like that so in this group we talked about it and we decided that it was something that we really all should be working towards which is changing this narrative in our in women's minds that we have to be enemies we don't have to be enemies we can be supporters of each other you know one of the things that i spread when i was a leader at my last place of employment was that if you are getting promoted, or if you are on a really good path to becoming promoted, find somebody else who's not quite as far along as you are, and bring them along for the ride, start showing them what you've done to get to where you are. Because it's in those types of situations where we are mentoring each other, that we ourselves grow the most. And the same thing goes for women, and women supporting each other we will, we will grow more as women in all of our different duties, because let me say, ladies, I know that all of us females have a lot of different duties out there, you know, we are mothers, we are daughters, we are wives or girlfriends, we are, you know, we're the household cleaning people, we are, you know, the pet owners, we are sisters, we are daughters, we are caretakers for elders. I mean, we are all of these things. And we don't give ourselves enough credit, nor do we give each other enough credit for the same amount of work that each of us do. And there's a great majority of us out there, too. that are single mothers. So they even have. Well, I'll say there's pros and cons to both being married as well as being a single mom. You know, I would say both have their pros, both have their cons. So I can't say one is more so than the other. But in the beginning, women who have no support and are trying to raise a little baby, they tend to have even more going on, especially emotionally, where they could use the support of other women. And there have been times in my life where I've had that support. I have a really great friend, Janice, who supported me many times through my, my time working with her. And that was one instance where it was a woman supporting another woman. And that can happen. You know, she and I, we decided we're not going to be threatened by each other. We're not going to talk nasty about each other. We are going to support each other. And it was great. It was fun. We enjoyed it. We actually found joy at work because we supported each other. Now, were there other women inside of our same work area that didn't support other women? Absolutely. In fact, I worked in an entire lab full of women and most of them chose to be nasty towards each other, but you can choose different you can choose today to support other women. So I would love for you to say in the comment section if you're a female who's gonna be willing to support other females, because that is so important. And I would love to create a group of women doing that. Hello, thanks for joining. Um, So with that being said, positivity all around we have so many nasty things going on in this world, we can choose positivity. And if you've missed this podcast so far, please go back and and re-listen to it. I mean, I go through a number of different things. I started out by talking about positivity and how we can find joy in life. I've also talked about some of the current events and some of the things that are being talked about in our current events. Um, It's definitely important though that we find those positivities even with the nasty so with that being said i'm going to go ahead and jump off please visit my website it's thriveforwards.com i also have a blog there where you can read all of my different articles that i've written Um, i've written things about combating fear about gratitude and positivity um, I did something on dyslexia awareness. My daughter happens to be dyslexic. So, if you have a dyslexic child, I've got information on that. Um, Self reflection, I've got a blog post about that. So, I talk about all kinds of positive things in my blog as well. So, feel free to pop over to my blog. Again, it's thriveforwards.com. I also do life coaching. If you're interested in life coaching, I've got a link there on my website, thriveforwards.com. I have also an Etsy account. And Yes. So if you are new to this channel, please subscribe, like, share if you like any of the things that I've talked about. Um, I know that I cover a lot of different broad range of things. And that's why I called this podcast life and things podcast, because I want to be able to talk about just about anything. All right. So you guys have a great rest of your day. And I hope that you all enjoy And I hope to see you guys again soon. Have a great night. Bye.